Welcome to The Motivated Mind, where I challenge you to expand your perspective on how to achieve a successful life through motivational lessons, reflections, and interviews with other motivated minds. Welcome back to The Motivated Mind, a top 100 health podcast. Thanks to each of you. This is episode 334, and I'm your host, Scott Lynch. Thanks so much for listening. If I brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit that subscribe or follow button. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook and let me know what you want to hear more of. And please be sure to share the podcast. As you all know by now, between my newsletter and this podcast, my goal continues to be to provide you all with the tools and support to unlock your internal motivation, to achieve your goals, and ultimate happiness. That's why I'm excited to announce that I am now offering free digital assets from my UHub, a framework that will allow you to unlock your full potential and greatness by providing you with the clarity you deserve in order to see your self-worth. This hub consists of 12 critical spokes that we need to identify about ourselves because identifying these will provide you with clarity to unlock your full potential and greatness. Two, the growth mindset worksheet, which challenges you to find patterns of thinking that invoke a fixed mindset and guide you to shift to a growth mindset. Download these free printable exercises on my website by clicking the link in the show notes. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, I feel like it's allowed me to be more creative because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. For a majority of my life, I struggled to stretch consistently, even though sports and exercise have always been a part of my life to some degree. I grew up playing football and boxing, and for both of those sports, like many, stretching was a big part and critical aspect of the sport before actually engaging in the sport itself. Post high school and college, I could never stay consistent. Sometimes I'd go two weeks straight of stretching and then take a couple of months off. I tried to get into a groove and then boom, I'd hit a giant brick wall. 
If you can relate to this, this episode is for you to dance some answers from your headphones into those noise radars. I've been in many different scenarios to the death valley of progress and consistency, but I've managed in recent years to develop a tremendous consistency of stretching, and it takes me a lot less effort to do it than it previously ever has. And I can credit this a lot to a particular mindset that I've adopted when it comes to doing things that I find difficult or even boring. Now, I've been sort of tricking my brain into liking these things, and I've been able to apply this same strategy to other areas of my life, more specifically to things like reading books, scheduling social media content, drinking 64 ounces of water every day, to taking breaks every 52 minutes. So, you're probably thinking, all right, enough with the damn buildup, what is it? Essentially, what I did is I stopped generating motivation by thinking about an end goal, and instead, I learned to enjoy the process. All right, first of all, what's wrong with visualizing an end goal? Because let's be honest, many of us do it. For example, we're looking to create a consistent schedule of going to the gym. So what do some of us do? We use an image of this beach body or a Greek god's physique as motivation to work out. Well, the main problem we face with this is the fact that there is a huge disparity between what it feels like to fantasize about this Greek god's physique and what it feels like to actually be at the gym lifting heavy weights. They're completely different sensations. Fantasizing about having an awesome body feels awesome. It puts us in this sort of la-la land, a land where we're just floating around as this imaginary version of ourselves. On the other hand, actually going to the gym, it's strenuous, it's sweaty, and it's often really boring, especially if we're doing cardio on a treadmill. For me, it's the most boring thing I've ever encountered in my life. Well, Maybe painting tops it. But nonetheless, you get my point. This is the first problem. The second problem that we face when we try to generate our motivation from this ideal image of ourselves is that it will always be a moving target. No matter how much we fantasize about this perfect version of ourselves, we will never feel like we have arrived. And even if we are to hypothetically arrive at this goal, we face this thing called stagnation. And stagnation breeds destruction. If we just sit on our winnings, everything will fall apart. We need to keep moving. We have to love the daily discipline of going to battle every single day and finding pleasure and fulfillment in the thing, in the present moment, for its own sake. If we're able to do this, then that's the happy place. The thing itself will generate its own motivation as we do it. And then we can become fully immersed in the activity we're doing. So, 
Am I saying it's bad to have goals in general? Hell no, not at all. Goals are extremely critical for creating direction. It's like having a compass. It helps to lead us in the right direction. But in the day-to-day struggle of actually doing the thing, it's not what we should be focusing on. Okay, now that we know why it's unhelpful to always think about this end goal, you're probably thinking, okay, so how the hell do I learn to enjoy and embrace difficult things and have it be an integrated part of my life? Have no fear, I'll answer that question tickling your brain. There are two things that have really helped me do this. Number one is more of a mindset shift, and it's more inner work and excavation. And number two is more of a practical, strategic approach that you do to yourself. So, number one is to operate from an abundance mindset rather than a scarcity mindset. So, Let's stick with our gym example. When we think to ourselves, I need to go get jacked, do you think that's an abundance mindset or a scarcity mindset? That is a scarcity mindset, and the reason is simple, because we need to go get something, and that implies that we don't already have it. When we state, I need to go to the gym because I need to get jacked, we're subconsciously saying to ourselves, that's because I'm not jacked yet, which also implies to ourselves that we're currently not jacked. And as human beings, we have an innate sense of wanting to stay intellectually consistent. Whatever we think our identity is, we will operate accordingly. So if we are constantly telling ourselves that we are not jacked, what do not jacked people do? They don't go to the gym. And when we look at it this way, going to the gym will always be something that's outside of ourselves. It's something that's unnatural to us. Why would we go to the gym if we're not jacked? I've interviewed dozens of guests on this podcast over the years, from doctors, sleep experts, scientists, millionaires, philanthropists, financial experts, coaches, personal trainers, to entrepreneurs. And there's been one common theme between them all. They are focused on their health, feeling and functioning at their best. And in order to feel and function at our best, in order to optimize our mental and physical performance, we need to understand our bodies and then start taking control. And that's where Life Force can help. Life Force brings together the data to understand your body, the medical experts to interpret it, and the tools to look, feel, and function at your best. And to top it off, your Life Force membership combines biomarker testing, functional medicine doctors, certified health coaches, and advanced nutraceuticals and hormone therapies. Now, many of us think that our health optimization is a one-and-done process, but it's not. 
Our bodies are dynamic and continue to change as we age. Your Life Force membership allows you to spot new issues as they arise and make the right moves at the right time. And this is achieved through continuous performance tracking. Every three months, Life Force draws your blood to see where you're performing well and what needs work based on 40 plus biomarkers that drive your mental and physical health, all from the comfort of your home. A plan that's one of one. From that data, they create your personalized plan, including advanced nutraceuticals, lifestyle recommendations, and hormone therapy to help you get back in balance. And lastly, expert clinical support, ultra-personalized care from their team of experienced functional medicine doctors, board-certified in functional medicine, endocrinology, and performance-based medicine. Members also receive a certified health coach for one-on-one coaching and accountability, all just a text away. Start your membership today and receive $200 off. Visit MyLifeForce.com. That's MyLifeForce.com or click the link in the show notes. All right. So am I saying we should do some woo-woo thing and pretend that we're jacked all of a sudden? In other words, force ourselves to believe that we are in fact a giant beast. No, not at all. That's not what I'm saying because that's not true. Instead, we should try reminding ourselves that the reason why we want to go to the gym is because we're an active person and going to the gym is something that is important to us. Our health is important to us. So since we're an active person, going to the gym is just something we do. This gets rid of a ton of mental resistance in the way of actually going to the gym. Now, what's great about this approach is that we can use this exact same method for, say, reading. Let's say that we're constantly telling ourselves, I have to read books to get smarter, or I have to go read a book now. Obviously, we're not going to have a good time while we're engaging in reading. But if we identify as somebody who enjoys reading books, if it's something that we like doing, as if it's just a part of who we are, then we're way more likely to actually follow through with doing it. All right, for you skeptical listeners, because there's always some, if you think this is just some woo-woo crap, this is how some of the greatest musicians, athletes, and performers operate. Take John Mayer, for example. I watched a video where he was just jamming out, having the time of his life, and he specifically said on the actual video, nothing's more fun in this lifetime then going out to dinner and coming home and picking up a guitar and just playing. I don't even call it practicing because even the word practice implies that you're only doing it to achieve some sort of outcome. But if you're playing, you're just enjoying it for what it is. So when I'm playing for you, I'm kind of doing what I do at home, which is repeating the same stuff over and over again because it feels real. All right, this next tip is a little bit more practical and a little less theoretical, and it's utilizing habit stacking. 
Now, three incredible books elaborate on this really well. Atomic Habits by James Clear, which I've previously dedicated an entire episode to. I highly suggest it. Habit Stacking by S.J. Scott and The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. So, what is habit stacking? This is when we pair an already existing habit that we're used to doing with one that we're trying to work on. For instance, I'm a sucker for a great cup of coffee. I limit myself to two 12-ounce cups in the morning. I just really enjoy the taste of coffee, and I look forward to it every single time. It can be 7 o'clock at night, and I'm looking forward to coffee the next morning. Do I have an addiction? Maybe, but at least I limit myself. Now, I can leverage this habit of mine into working on another habit. A great one to pair with a coffee addiction is reading or journaling. And that's exactly how I started reading more books and journaling. Every single morning, next to my coffee maker, I placed the book that I wanted to read next to it. That way, when I made my coffee, I knew to pick up the book and I could only drink the coffee if I was reading the book the entire time I was drinking. Now, the remarkable thing about this is that eventually you just start getting used to reading, whether you have coffee or not. The action of opening up a book and reading becomes a lot more natural. And on top of this, it becomes something more pleasant that we get to experience. And that's so much better than reading for the end goal of becoming smarter. Let's be honest, what does getting smarter even feel like? Well, it doesn't feel like anything. It's not like in the Matrix where they downloaded Kung Fu onto Neo's brain and all of a sudden we just feel it. Now, habit stacking also works really well when we're trying to develop a gym habit. If you have an album that you are currently in the habit of listening to and you crave the sound of, say, Nipsey Hussle's conscious, streetwise lyrics, independent melodies, then we should leverage that. Allow yourself to listen to Nipsey, but only when you're at the gym. I guarantee this will be an effective way for you to become more consistent with your gym visits. I listened to a variety of music, but for some reason, there was a particular Nipsey album that would pump me up so much. All right, just like drinking coffee and reading, once we start using habit stacking to develop a positive association with the habit we're trying to work on, then our entire mindset towards that thing shifts. Pretty soon, we just like going to the gym because of the way it makes us feel. Now, we also need to realize in this specific example that it's less about the music that's actually making us feel so good. It's more about the endorphins of pushing heavyweights and getting stronger. So, to summarize, stop generating your motivation on a day-to-day -day basis by fantasizing about some sort of end goal that you're never going to arrive at. Instead, Leverage the appropriate mindset shifts and the habit stacking tool and start tricking your brain into liking the hard things in life. Become the director of your brain. 
Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into how I tricked my brain to like doing hard things. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Motivated Scott. Don't forget to join me every Monday and Thursday for new episodes. I love you all, and thanks so much for listening. The Motivated Mind is a Legacy Division.